0: Hello everyone, you are welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Folasha De Anousie. On this episode, I had the lovely opportunity to speak with one of Africa's most influential broadcasters, Jacob Akiyemi Johnson, who is popularly known as J.J. The Macadon. He's a veteran journalist with over 41 years experience in the Nigerian broadcasting industry and has received numerous awards in Nigeria. He has been credited with launching and positively impacting the careers of many Nigerian artists, including Two-Face, Mode 9 DJ Waxy, DJ Humility, DJ Snoop the Danaja, DJ Yodi, and the late DJ Midas. He introduced the phrase on-air personality into the Nigerian broadcasting vocabulary and is recognized for laying the groundwork for a lot of what Nigerians now enjoy today particularly with hip-hop, rap, and pop music. He also remains your favorite OAP's favorite OAP. In 1997, he joined the Silverbird Group and became general manager in 2006. He served in that capacity until February 2020, when he was appointed Chief Creative Officer. JJ is also the host of the music countdown show, Top 7 Jams at 7 with JJ The Mechadon, which airs on Rhythm 93.7 FM. I had a quick chat with him about his journey, the evolution of music countdown shows, growing as a voiceover artist and radio presenter, and career transitions. Welcome to the podcast, JJ.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, Before we started recording, I was asking what uh, you prefer that I call you. And you said that you prefer that I call you JJ, So, yeah, because your legal name is Jacob Akiyemi Johnson. And um, I just wanted to know for your stage name or your nickname, how did it come to be? And was it the kind of nickname that you were quick to embrace? Or it was like you had to grow into it? Because, you know, it differs from from person to person.
1: Well, the two things you you mentioned, Uh, you talked about what I'd rather be referred to. yeah. Uh, and I said JJ, uh, which basically are my initials. Uh, now, uh, you also talked about what you referred to as a stage name. Uh, at different um, times in my career, I've had diff- different ones. Uh, I think I started off with The Contact Man, and that went on for a very long time, and then uh, then I became Top Gun, and presently The gun I think that will stay. I would say that. Yes, I think so, yeah. yeah.
0: okay. And um, I want to just also first start off by saying that I grew up listening to you. Your top seven countdown shows, I used to record them, and I would listen to them after, you know, you were done. I know when Nepa would take light, I would play it again on tape. So it is um, an honor to have you here, and thank you so much for making the time to be on the podcast. Now, with your career in radio, can you talk about how that started? What? How did your love or interest in radio actually begin?
1: Well, um, I never actually thought that I would end up on radio. As a kid, what I, you know, dreamt of doing was entirely different. Uh, I wanted to be a jet fighter pilot, uh, and I'm still crazy about jet fighters to this day. However, that didn't, didn't work out.
0: Why? Why? Uh, so
1: I, It just didn't work out, you know. It was, however, it was more accidental, you know, like getting, getting on radio. I took someone else for the, an audition, you know. Uh, I ended up getting the job. I wasn't even meant to be auditioned, uh, but the the person who was in charge of the auditions uh, heard me talk and said, look, why don't you just try this as well? I said, okay, for the heck of it I would. And we got midway and he stopped and said, how would you learn to speak like that? You obviously weren't born here. You obviously didn't grow up here. And I said, yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's how I got on two weeks later. And I had to go through some formal training. And and that's how it's pretty much started. Even then, I thought it was going to be short-lived. Why did you think so? I just... I was a restless person. Funny enough, I still am, despite the fact that I've been... Or rather, I've been in this same career this long. But I'm very restless and I, I delve into other things as well. So I didn't think I was going to stay that long, you know, as it turned out, I did.
0: Yeah. You mentioned about not being born in Nigeria. I, I didn't know that. Yes. I I'm asking that because I actually have a question about that. And I didn't know that. Um, let me actually ask that question now, because actually from my producer, he said that one of the trademarks of who you are as an OAP and as a veteran OAP is that your sound is very professional and your voice is very distinctive. and it sounds very foreign professional and when you first started did you get a lot of pushback that you sound too foreign and if you did how did you manage that?
1: Well I did, um, both at work and just everywhere else I I, I went to people would always ask questions you know how come you sound like this you sound you know like different you sound different from most of the other guys I said Quite frankly, I don't even know, because it's. I mean, it's just natural. The problem is when it's not natural. And you just try to put it on, then you have a problem. And then occasionally you drop your guard. Well, with me it was just natural. So I mean, I was just speaking naturally, and, and that was it. And uh, I was kind of shocked at the at the reception. The reception was very positive. Yeah. And uh, at the time there was no internet, but there was a lot of fan mail, physical mail, you know, and. Uh, in that time, the mail started pouring in. I couldn't believe it. I could hardly read half of it, you know. And I was in a station that was very, very popular. And um, there were just about three or four popular stations in the whole in the of Lagos. And um, the station I was on was the most popular. So you got a lot of people listening to you, a lot of people. And um, before I knew it, Nigerians, both near and far away, were sending me, you know, A lot of fan mail and I was like wow I didn't I didn't bargain for this but I took it in my stride it was you know I didn't get swollen-headed
0: yeah you're very level-headed with the with the accolades (laughs) what is the story behind your sunglasses because I feel like over time it has even the style of the sunglasses have changed was it a way for you to um, stand out and keep people intrigued or it's just it's just part of your how you dress up
1: well it's just part of my dress code I mean I've always had a bohemian way you know of of dressing up I mean I don't just do what everybody else does you know I just come up with my thing you know I've always liked sunglasses right from high school the the likes of Patrick Doyle can attest to that I've always you know like different styles uh, as the styles evolve as well yes I just feel very, very comfortable with sunglasses, even at night.
0: No, it's. I mean, because I mean, something you know, because I wear glasses, so sometimes I always consider having glasses that are sunglasses, but they're actually prescriptive sunglasses. I mean, glasses. So you know, it's. It's a really cool look. I just. It's just always. I just wanted to ask you about that. and I no, think that cool. over <laughs> over the years, I've just always been intrigued about mm-hmm. that. Now, did you always um? Did you always know you had a distinctive voice? because i know you said you took your friend to the audition and someone told you that you know you sounded really you sounded professional you sounded good and i asked that about your voice being distinctive because you don't only do radio you also do MCing, you also do backstage awards announcement. um so i wanted to find out that how did you go about honing your skills particularly your voice to be able to do other types of what's the english i'm trying to get at to do other things that okay. that's what I, yeah well,
1: well basically um I, I think um, I just grew into it, you know. I just I grew into those things. But you see, the most important thing is um, once you have the gift of the gab, uh, you can handle most of these things. So basically, it's just communicating, really. And um, I didn't find any of those things hard. You know, I, actually for me it was just a piece of cake actually. And, I, and back to the distinctive voice that you mentioned, I guess that's just from God. I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but I'm
0: glad I have it. <laughs> I took a voiceover class okay. last week. And one of the points that the facilitator was reiterating is that it's one thing for you to use your voice on radio. It's totally different for you to use your voice as a voiceover artist. There are things that you do on radio that you can actually not do as a voiceover artist. So did you have to take any classes? Were you practicing? Or like you said, you just it just came naturally.
1: Well... I, I, uh, I did a lot of courses uh, in the U.S., here, in Nigeria as well, and um, the best course really is experience, you know, so, and, and that comes with, with you doing the same thing or similar things, you know, Yeah. Uh, day in, day out. Uh, you talked about voiceovers and the difference. Um, the, the thing about, the voiceover is like acting, really you got to play the part. Uh, but also, even in news reading, um, the times you also have to inflect, depending on what the story is. Like for instance, if the story is about a disaster, you're not going to read it with so much enthusiasm and happiness in your voice. You're going to tone down a bit, and then if the next story happens to be a human-angle story, a feel-good story, and then you take the tempo up again. So. There are similarities in in presentation generally, you know, whether on the radio or an MC job or anything at all. That's just the truth.
0: And you had mentioned about experience is the best teacher so for people who want to grow their careers as voiceover talents what advice would you give to them is it just beyond taking courses and also m- making sure that you're putting those courses into practice which is where experience comes into play do you have any other insights that you could share
1: well first and foremost it depends on on that person uh, some people are naturally talented you know it'll be a lot easier for them and some people have to work very hard to attain you know that standard so the first thing you have to you know like really soul search and find out if you can you know it beats me ill you know. I'm gonna veer off a little bit No, that, that's when fine. when you know you run a promo asking for for a beauty pageant for instance and you have people who actually pick up the forms and you ask yourself this person taking a good look at herself to start with. So what I'm trying to say is, and find out if you really can. I'm not suited for everything on Earth, and I'm not gonna pretend. You know what I mean, right? I'm suited what I do. I may not have been the best doctor on Earth. You know, so that's just it. So you gotta know what sh- what you can do. And uh, if, if you think you have a natural flair, the better. In some cases, as I said, you could go the extra mile. It may work, it may not. And that's why a lot of people uh, start by wanting to be a presenter and end up being a producer, you know, and they find out that oh, even as a producer, you're making even more money than the presenter. You know, at the end of the day, you say thank God for making me a producer, not <laughs> even a presenter. It yeah. happens, even you know, a lot of it happens, even even in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, I mean that to- totally makes sense. Is knowing your, knowing where you fit, and I guess working that working yeah, you your craft. You've got to know your strengths. Yes, yeah, know your strengths. You can do, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now, over the years, I've, we've seen the evolution of music countdown shows and how the intersection of technology and the business of music has changed it. A lot of the radio shows now, and I know you would attest to that, they need to be more personality driven as opposed to just focusing on the on the music. Last month I was actually reading findings from a twenty twenty two media tech survey and uh, that was conducted in the US. And the findings are not necessarily shocking, but let me just read them. And they said technology and social media consumption has affected radio, and radio broadcasters need to understand them to remain competitive. Says personalities continue to outpace music in appeal for core radio listeners, and personalities have become more important than the music. One of the other findings said, Gen Z are less likely to use radio for their music discovery pursuits and radio has become less relevant for new music and new artist discovery. Now, my question to you is what role do you think that radio still has to to play despite the growth
1: of streaming? Well, I've said this over the years that uh, uh, radio is becoming very obsolete um, in its... uh, present form but what a lot of radio stations have done is to join the bandwagon and have all their programs streamed it's basically the same thing so it's out there with all the other stuff that you can get on the internet Um, and then in terms of uh, the relevance in the promotion of artists now back in the day before the internet uh, your source of music, especially new music, had to be the radio or record stores. You know, so it was like, who's going to play this song first? I always wanted to be the first to slam a new song, and I was actually known for that. Uh, but with the internet, you didn't have to wait. You know, for the for the copies to be printed into vinyl, or to be you know uh, made into a compact disc. You know, mm-hmm. so. As it is now, radio's even finding it hard to keep up, you know, with the pace of these releases. You know what I mean? Like, a kid who's probably 15 will probably get a song because he's, I mean, because I mean, these guys they bury their heads in the internet. Probably get a song faster than I do, and I, I get songs pretty fast because I'm in the business, and not just that, also my my interest in music. You know, uh, especially hip hop. You know, so because I live and sleep hip hop, I'll tell you that. Yeah, we will uh, get to that yeah from from, yeah. from day one. So that's just the truth. Radio is becoming more obsolete by the day, but those who, who are smart enough are changing, pretty much like the newspapers. All the newspapers are online now. Called, they can't. You know, so it's just the same thing. Traditional media. You know, uh, sh- traditional media didn't, never expected this. Uh, it was just, it was just a blow you know, below the belt. They, they just didn't, and, and and it just, it just started seeping bit by bit, bit by bit, you know, with the internet, traditional radio, and even television. But TV sets will always be there, because even what you watch, I mean, a lot of it's still watching on, on a screen. Uh, yeah, it could be on a tablet. Well, we still enjoy a lot more on a bigger screen, even if it's a Netflix Yeah. Mm-hmm. so that will remain. So, so radio's gonna like, and I believe it is, you know, in some places, re-engineering, so they have the stuff go out through the normal channel, the airwaves, and they have the same stuff, you know, streamed live, you know, so that's just it. The difference is there's more competition when you stream the thousands of others who are streaming, you know.
0: Yeah, but I, I, was just thinking, like in countries like Nigeria and just even the African continent in general, do you think that it's going to be slower to happen just because we don't have internet access and it's not affordable for every person? So that role that radio still plays is still going to be, it's still going to be prominent for a very long time.
1: Yes, in in, in the uh, non-urban areas. Yeah, non-urban yes. areas exactly. And yes, it will it will be. Uh, like you rightly said. And the level of development in in those areas, I mean, those areas are centuries behind the rest of the world. That's just the truth, so it will take a while.
0: Yeah, I know, and it's interesting because I traveled over, I traveled last last year, and I took, uh, when I was in New York, I took a couple of Ubers, and it was interesting that every person who picked me up that was actually my age or slightly younger, they were always playing the radio. They weren't playing there. Pl- it was only one guy that was playing music on his playlist. So I just found it very interesting that, you know, and p- to be fair, all the stations that they were listening to were hip-hop and rap. <laughs> so maybe there's some... Th- okay, I'm pop, sure. But uh, again, I was just thinking about that, that, you know, we hear this thing that radio is dying, radio is becoming more obsolete, and there's some arguments being made there, like you need to evolve with the times and, you know, I mean, but it was just very interesting to see that people were still listening to radio.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like... Um The radio stations still do a lot of stuff to keep the listeners' giveaways, for instance. uh, You know, like the participation, the phone ins, the interaction. Yeah. Because people kind of like that as well. You know, and um, like you rightly mentioned in in New York, most of the uh, uh, the, the Uber drivers and, and even the yellow cab drivers still have their radios on. You know, surprisingly, in such a society. Yeah.
0: Now, um, while we're on the topic of radio, I wanted to ask your your thoughts on what you think are um, misconceptions about the business of radio, both from a listener perspective and maybe a talent perspective. Because there are people who maybe are trying to get into the business of radio and maybe they have this idea of what it is or what it isn't. And there listeners who listen to the radio and then they're sometimes confused and i let me give you an example when i was younger i would always listen to the radio and i would get annoyed when my favorite song is being played and they would just cut in with a commercial and i would even get more annoyed when they come back they wouldn't play that song all over again they would go to something else but as i got older I was like, oh, okay, I see that. There's there's a business aspect to that. So leading with that, can you share some of the misconceptions that people may have, whether from a listener perspective or from a talent perspective? You said
1: that uh, you got angry (laughs) when a song was was cut off. I know some people get angry as well when you actually talk in lyrics. And um, I have made it very clear to those who have been my uh, protégés over the years, as they start, then do not talk over lyrics. That, that, that's number one, but some people still do, and it's still accepted on, on some stations. But uh, here, it's for, well, at least on silver radio stations, it's, it's forbidden. Uh, I cannot say um, it is adhered to strictly, but at least it's policy that you shouldn't sp- speak on lyrics. Uh, wh- what I used to do when I started was. I pick up a song and uh, time the space I have in between just the instrumental part and, and when the, the voice is cued in. Uh, there's another guy called Fred O'Shuri, Ficky Fred, and, and he and, and I, we did that perfectly. So, and also, I can walk at it, I've got I to give him credit. So basically what we do is a song, you play it first, you audition the song, and I have 20 minutes, sorry, 20 seconds you know, before the, the vocals start. So it gives me enough time to talk about, could, I could even quickly uh, uh, talk about the time, the weather, a little traffic, and this and that. Talk about the song and the artist. And by the time I say, and here it is, the next thing you're just gonna hear the, the vocals come in. So we did that perfectly. And uh, people would ask, how, how, how did you guys do that? Was it recorded? But it wasn't, it was just perfect timing. Um, the the songs that were cut off could be for many reasons i mean for instance radio stations have bills to pay uh, and they and they have an overhead so they got to play their ads and some of those ads have fixed times so uh, you just you know they got to. and in some cases especially when the adverts are automated as it is now if you don't even stop the song it will cut the song off and the and the advert will play yeah that annoying yes also annoying could be a song not given enough time I mean maybe just I mean and not for the sake of an advert in this case but but some other reason and it plays for just 30 or 40 seconds um, you should give every song at least 90 seconds at the very very minimum 90 seconds uh, to to play uh, the listeners uh, sometimes the the, the the presenters take the listeners for granted as well and um, they left their mood. I mean, sometimes the the mood. You know, you know, you could tell the mood from their presentation. That also is something you shouldn't you shouldn't do at all, even if you're in you know a very very sad mood. You gotta g- get on air and sound like the happiest man on earth. So that brings me back to what I was saying about acting. The whole everything is acting. You're know, on air. You're just acting. You're yeah. you're acting. You're acting rich when you're damn broke. You know. <laughs> but you just you just Go ahead. Because what you to do primarily is to make the listener happy. Some guy who's sad. You know, you gotta make him happy. Listening to you. You know, and that's it. And basically the guys behind the MIC are just regular guys, you know, that's one thing you get to realise when you meet them. They have their problems, they're just like everyone else.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I just those, those are things that, you know, when you're young, you think about radio and you're like, oh my god, why did they cut off my song, you know? And we, <laughs> so now, kind of going back to what you mentioned about, you know, how you train people when you, if you work at Rhythm, um, Silverbird has employed a lot of really talented OAPs from IK to yourself to Folu Storms to Shola Thompson to the late Big Time. As an executive, what do you look for when you're trying to hire an OEP?
1: Well, first thing would be talent. You know. um, you've got to be able to communicate you know, uh, for radio. You've got to be eloquent. And then, for me, you've got to have a sense of humor as well, add, add it to the list. But not everybody does, though. Why, why, why
0: do you think that's important, though?
1: You know, 'cause we're gonna start speaking with people. I mean you got like people prefer people who have a little humor who sound yeah. you know, than some guy who's just so, you know, like straight jacketed, you know, and you know, because you can always tell the smile and a voice, you know, for instance. So a little humor here and there. But, you know, like you look for certain things, you don't get it all. You want once you get the basic ones. The basic thing, communication skills. But I also look for good character. Yeah, because uh We've had great talent here, and we've also had uh, a couple of guys who, <laughs> who give you nightmares as well. You know, so that's the thing about talent. And uh, people with a lot of talent are actually crazy. I'm sure you probably know that. You know, so you've got to be able to handle all of that.
0: And is the character. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. Is, is the character connected to managing them as talent?
1: Is that why you say character? Yes, yes. it's It's very important. Look, what you're trying to get, you're trying to get results, right? You're trying to get good results. Now, if you have a person who has so much talent but doesn't come to work regularly and his shows fail, out of five shows, two fail, but this guy's got so much talent. And you have this other guy who doesn't have as much talent as that, slightly above average, but everything else he does right. He comes to work on time. He does everything that you want him to do, but he's not just as talented as the other guy. Probably maybe not as funny. <laughs> oh, his communication skills are slightly less than the other guy. In some cases, you'd find that that other guy, on the average, could score 75%, while this guy with a great talent might end up scoring 50 because if he's not going to be there for 40% of the time, you yeah. know, that is a problem.
0: It's, it's that whole thing. About, I, don't, I don't know if you've r- actually read this book, whereby it says talent is... Talent is overrated, are you, are you need more than talent to actually
1: make yes, it Yes, you do, more you need more than talent. you got to put in a lot of hard work, you got to put in the drive, not just the talent. And some people get carried away and just think that because they have the talent, and even in s- it happens in sports as well, in soccer for instance, you have people who who have great playing skills. I could give an example, Balotelli, if you're a football fan, you know who I'm talking about, And and um, Pog was ha- heading in the same direction, talent, but the wrong attitude.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Now, your show, Top Seven Jams at Seven, is the longest running show on radio, it's the longest running countdown music countdown show on radio i don't know if, yeah, if in africa you, in actually, africa, when like africa wow wow thank you for the correction yeah. <laughs> and one of the dominant um genres on the show is hip-hop and rap like you yes, previously yes, mentioned that yes. like, you're a huge hip-hop and rap yes, fan I mean, yeah. now what are your thoughts on the evolution of hip-hop and rap both on the continent and internationally
1: well um like most other people uh, who've been at it as long as I have, I'm still pretty much down with all the new stuff. I, I don't have a problem with the new stuff, like some would say, oh no. Yeah, old school is better. Yeah, you know, it just it just depends, really. Just a different era. So, yes, but the truth is, a lot of people basically uh, would always prefer the kind of music they they listened to growing up. That's just the truth. So if you grew up in the 90s, for instance, if if you were 20 years old in 1991, for instance, there's a tendency that you would like the music from the 90s more than the 2000s. That's just the truth. You'd have a preference for it, but that won't stop you. Well, in some cases it could, but that, I believe, should not stop you from keeping up with what's new. Well, in my case, my job also, Ensures uh, that I have to keep up, you know. So I, you know, my, even my taste, I keep re-engineering my taste. So I'm always on top of it, I'm always on top of the rap game, uh, and the evolution of, of, of music. I am a great Fela fan, but I'm also a Burner Boy fan. I'm a Wizkid fan as well, and and many others. Uh, I am a, a 2 face fan. You know, and, and, and Two Faces was from an, an, an earlier period than, the, than these other two I mentioned. Uh, two Faces, you may or may not know, actually started as a rapper. Wow, that's an old uh, I had a rap show called Rap Jam many years ago. I can't remember. And a few others came on that show. But you know, with the evolution, things changed, and a lot of them, you know, had to change from being rappers when they found out it was more lucrative to be a singer, and then the whole Nigerian music scene started to change, and uh, we are partly responsible for that because when we set this place up in 97, uh, we did not play a lot of songs that were local because we thought the, the, the standard wasn't high enough, so it was like basically take this back, work on your sound, and get back, and the same thing was happening on Ray Power. And on Cool FM, so the artists, you know, had to really work hard on their stuff, and then with the help of the internet, they had they could listen to a lot more, you know, and and that's how gradually the the uh, the um, quality of our local music began to improve and grow, and now you see where we are
0: today. I mean, like you're right. There was a time when the hip-hop that we were hearing on radio was strictly, strictly foreign. And over time, you know, now, it's actually not over time now, it's more like we have more Nigerian, oh, yes. you know. Yeah. Before we move on to the fun, random questions, I want to talk about your transition into a media executive. And the transition is not like it happened yesterday or a couple of years. It's been definitely for a long period of time. The first question is, why did you choose to make that
1: transition? <laughs> Executive. Wow, I'm flattered. Anyway, it wasn't it wasn't a transition I, I made really. Um, or should I just say it just happened? I mean, you just you just get a position. I mean, the owners of the business just think you're capable of, of, of doing this, or you're the right man, you know, d- uh, to handle this. What I call the zoo sometimes, being the zookeeper. So uh, I guess it's just something, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't something that, uh, and I don't even feel that way. I, I just pretty much still feel the same like any other OEP. Why don't you uh, feel that way? I don't know, it's not just me. I just, uh, I may have that position, but I don't feel that way. I just feel like any other OEP. I still feel like I'm a DJ, because I am actually a DJ as well always have been and always will be so it's just
0: so you feel like being a media executive is something that's just an added aspect of what yeah, you yeah, do it's
1: just, just added to i mean i do yes because i have to but i mean like it's not really my forte
0: i also ask that question because during the pandemic i was preparing to interview shawls and i was reading a couple of articles on how you don't want to stay an oap for a very long time because the industry will leave you behind and i wanted to talk to her about one of the articles i read but i actually didn't get the chance to so i will share that with you and i love one of the comments that was in the article and it said people who are still on the radio are not using every last ounce of energy they have to cultivate their next career are out of their minds while you are still somewhat of a celebrity and well connected. You should be sowing those seeds for your next opportunity. My only regret from radio was not using it to better my future opportunities while I was still in it. Do you agree? I mean, not that you agree. What are your thoughts on that comment?
1: Well, I guess that that will depend on the, uh, on the individual. individual. Yes. Some people, it may be that way. For others, it, it may not be that way.
0: Yeah, because, you know, they always say that, you know, as you get older, you get transition or phased out of radio because you have the younger ones who are coming to take over. So if you are getting, as they say, old and you're still an OAP, you need to start looking for other opportunities, um, whether it's being a media executive or whether it's being a consultant, whatever it is, or maybe be doing that as you're do- building your career yeah, as well. I,
1: people do that, but uh, uh, in, 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 in addition to what you just said, I have veered out into many other other things that are uh, slightly more formal like for instance um, the Man of the Year Awards for instance which I handle you know that's uh, entirely different it's and you're dealing with an entirely different sort of people you're dealing with the creme de la creme in society you know another bunch of kids who just want to dance you know so in that regard you're mingling with politicians and you know captains of industry and then that becomes a different JD at that point in time you know but well, what i'm saying is that i would always switch back to the original one which is what i prefer you know so talk about transitioning um, i just i just look at it as professional multitasking because as much as i can do this I could do that, and many other things. I, I uh, Promotions, for instance, you know, and I, I have always done that, actually.
0: So your point is that yes. it depends on the, what the individual is for it, it
1: depends on the individual. So I don't have to, um, you know, transit into something entirely different, except, of course, I want to. But whatever it will be, I would all, it's always gonna be something to do with the arts uh, and entertainment. You know, that's just, that's just it. We yes.
0: wouldn't see you going
1: to become a,
0: who knows, politician? Politician, who knows?
1: Politician, no, that won't work for me. I could be behind the scenes. Like a strategist. I I could be, I could be what you call a a swing doc, yes.
0: All right, well, we are going to go on to the fun random question segment. So the first question is, which Top Gun movie are you rocking with? The original Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick? The original one second question is in your next life you would like to come back as what the options are teacher astronaut or data scientist astronaut okay that's cool um, And if i happen to
1: end up in russia a cosmonaut
0: <laughs> okay the qualification is awesome okay now our third question is who's your favorite radio host here on the african continent and internationally
1: that's a hard one present or so past and present
0: It could be, it doesn't really. Yeah, you can do both if you want to.
1: I think I can do past. I I probably can't do present. Um, Past International, Frankie Crocker. Used to be on WBLS in New York. Uh, Past Locally, Patrick O'Keefe.
0: Fourth question is, the last album or song you listened to more than once was what?
1: More than once? A million songs I've listened to in the past week in the past week yes yes
0: so you can pick one
1: I can I can pick many um, because what I do is for instance when I when I do my boxing for every round sorry no for every session and I do like 10 rounds of three minutes each I choose a song and most the times it's uh, an old song Uh, okay so in the last, how many, did you say one week?
0: Yeah, in the last week, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, 50 Cent's in the Club. And M's. The Way I Am. Good. Those I have listened to in the last week, probably 20 or 30 times each.
0: That's good. The Way I Am is an amazing song, so I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. Final question is, what are two things that people do not know about you?
1: Something how I am mean, I'm, I'm a workout freak. Yes, I... That's my, I, I was going to say that's my first love. Yes, it actually is. Um, I do a lot of weightlifting, and, you know, and boxing, and bike riding. I'm out as early as 4.30 in the morning, five times a week. At the gym? No, I have a gym at home. Okay. I have okay. a weightlifting gym at home. When I start, I start with a bike ride about 15 kilometers, and then I do a fast walk, and I'll get into two weights and then I have probably the biggest punching bag in the world. It weighs four hundred kilos of sand.
0: Yes. Okay, so the first one is like your workout freak. What's the second?
1: Um oh yesterday two, right? Yeah, two. Yeah. You know, I'm a movie buff, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay, what was the last movie you saw?
1: The last movie I saw was just yesterday, funny enough. And the name is just flowing out. I don't know if it happens to you sometimes you three quarters into a movie and you, and you have to go check the name
0: what's the name of this movie was it was it a nigerian or african movie
1: international yeah 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 nigerian was it pretty girls or girls 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 or something like that it had inserts okay wasn't it
0: oh glamour girls yeah the remake of glamour girls
1: yes it's on netflix right now yes glamour girls okay, yeah I saw that last night okay and
0: how was it it was okay okay that's good because people you have had different you know um opinions on Never. the movie yes
1: you know i'm always in support of you know what's local i mean there's no movie i I cannot critique even the foreign ones but i don't want to do that but it was good (laughs)
0: okay well we have come to the end of the interview jj do you have any last words or final words of wisdom for people listening
1: well what i always say is keep your head up.
0: thank you so much for your time it was lovely having you here Thank you for having me. This episode is produced and edited by Fola Shade Anousie. Executive producer is Tomiwa Faumi. Theme song for the show is by John Akinola. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and leave us a comment on iTunes and Spotify. It really, really makes a difference and helps the show get discovered. The podcast is also available on Podbean, Google Podcast, Audio Mac, and Good Pods. Simply search for T-H-E-S-N-C podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the same name. Thank you for listening.